0: Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. How's everyone doing this morning? So good. I like to hear that. My name is Jared. I am the lead pastor here at Encounter, and today is a fun day. We like to have fun. You know, sometimes it's good to get serious at church and to really dig in and, and hear what the Lord would say to us on a very personal, deep level. But other times, it's good for us to have fun in the presence of God because God created fun, too. So uh, that's why we do things like God in the movies and, and our NFL kickoff parties. We just We want to make it easy for you to invite your friends. But we also want to just have a good time together. It's good to be in the house of God with friends and people who care about each other and love each other. So grateful for that. Today is special. It's one of my favorite times of the year. We are beginning our series called God in the Movies. This is, I think, our third year now of doing this series, and it's a big hit. A lot of people like it. Um, the idea is that we want to find God in some of the biggest movies. That, we, uh, that are in existence in our time. Every year we try to pick what are the most popular movies. And then what we want to say is, as Christians, we believe that God is the author of all truth. And so we believe that we can find God's truth in any place, and including our movies. So some people actually have said that movie theaters are the new cathedrals of our nation. Well, I would say we're going to reclaim that. Look at this. We live right here. This church lives inside of, a, inside of a movie theater, right? But it's God's house today. And that's what I'm excited about. So today we're going to be talking about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Next week, we're going to be delving into the movie Inside Out, which is a really popular family movie. And then the last week, we'll be talking about the movie Creed, which was sort of a reboot of the Rocky series. All three of these movies were really popular. Uh, Today, we're going to begin with Star Wars, and we're going to see how God might speak to us through that movie but before we do uh how many of you have your sodas let me see the sodas you've gotten here now i heard some of you guys were cheaters already and open these up this is fun this is something fun that we do we're gonna do it every week so now you know we're gonna open these together and i want you all to just listen to the amazing sound of these things opening up together right so on the count of three got to tap right One, two, three. Oh yeah oh yeah let's start the show Who are you? I'm no one. happened. Oh, hey there. I'm just drinking my Coke Zero in church. (laughs) All right. Man, I get chills every time I see that trailer. And that movie's been out for almost a year now. Star Wars is an incredibly popular movie franchise. For over 30 years now, what we have seen is this epic saga that has captured the minds of people, of boys and girls and, and children and, and men and women alike. This story that we see of, of ideas of the Force and the Jedi and fighting against the evil empire, all of this stuff has captured our imaginations and we've played with as kids. and ever, Growing up, I think every kid wants to be a Jedi. Every kid, Wants to be one of the kids is like, No, I don't want to be a Jedi. Okay, fine, you don't have to be, you can be Han Solo if you want, but a lot of kids want to be. Want to, be a, uh, want to be a Jedi when they grow up. In fact, I remember the day that me and my son, Lincoln, in fact, my whole family went and saw Star Wars, The Force Awakens in the movie theater last December, and the movie experience was wonderful. It was so much fun spending that time with my son. It was the first time that I actually got to share a live uh, showing of a Star Wars movie on the big screen with him. He had seen all the others with me, but this time I got to watch episode seven in a, in a big screen theater. IMAX is incredible. After the movie, we went home in our backyard, we started playing Star Wars together. We pulled out our lightsabers and we were battling in the backyard, taking turns being Kylo Ren and, and Luke Skywalker or Ray or, or whatever, and we were pra- practicing force pushes and force chokes and all the cool things that you see in Star Wars, right? Like, because it's exciting, this idea that there is something greater out there that allows us to be able to impact our world. And I think, wouldn't it be great if we lived in a world that that kind of a thing was actually possible. I mean, I think so many of us, oftentimes, we, we go through our life and we wish, like that's why we, I think why we like so many superhero movies and we enjoy watching movies because it takes us to places and inspires us to think about something that's greater than what appears to be the everyday boring nature of our everyday lives. Well, at the risk of sounding crazy, I want to say something to you today, and that would be this, is I'm here to tell you that our world that we see is more than just what we can see with our eyes, what we can smell with our nose, hear with our ears. The world that we see is more. And that the Bible tells us that actually when Christians interact with God, okay, when we interact with him, the Bible tells us that his spirit interacts back with us and has the ability to not only impact our lives, but the world around us. Now, what am I saying here? Am I saying that we're going to have superpowers and that we're going to be able to be like some kind of spiritual Jedi? Yes, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm just kidding that would be awesome if we could be. But no, what I'm really saying is is that we serve a God who is beyond the natural realm, right? Can we just kind of follow me in my thinking here? God, at his very nature, is supernatural. He is beyond the natural of what we see. He created all things, okay? So if that God was to interact with us, if he were to come and intersect into our realm, he would do it within ways that are beyond the natural realm, okay? That means it's a spirit realm, the concept of connecting with God and whenever he impacts us, it is done through a beyond natural, a supernatural, a spirit version or way, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. Now, in the movie Star Wars, The Force Awakens, we meet a woman named Rey. And when we see her, she is the main character of the movie and she's living a pretty dull, boring, isolated existence. She... Oftentimes, if you see her in this clip that we're about to watch, she is kind of in a place where she doesn't know what to do with herself. And I promise you that what we're going to say today is going to all tie together, but I want to watch a clip of Ray, and I wonder if maybe sometimes we feel like the way she does after we look at this first clip. Let's take a look. (laughs) What you brought me today is worth mm, one quarter portion. All right, so we see Ray right here in this movie, going through the same routine every day, and I think from the different images we see her just sort of staring out into the vast desert she 's looking and seeing an, a spaceship fly away. She has this helmet on in her room. we see her with little dolls of of an era that has maybe passed. You can see that she 's wanting something more from her life, and i think I think we. All of us have felt that way at some point, and I think that our city is filled with people who go to work every day, people who come home from work and do the same things every day. They say the same things to their wife or their girlfriend or their kids, and their life is a routine, and they don't feel like there's meaning. Perhaps someone in the room today feels the same way, and you're wondering, is there more? Ray had heard stories about the Jedi. She's heard stories about the Force, and she's wondering, do these things even exist? Were they just fairy tales? And I think people are wondering that about us. I think there are people who say, you know, I know that you're a Christian, but how does that have any relevance to my life? I think people hear about God, they hear about Jesus, and I think they wonder, is there anything more to your faith than just a set of beliefs? Because if that's the case, I'll find something crazy to believe in because that's more fun. What people, I think, are craving for, and I think what Ray was craving, was an experience. She wanted something beyond the natural realm, something beyond what she could see, something that empowers her to live a life that is more meaningful. And I think we're looking for the same thing. Now, what I would say... As I mentioned earlier, this spirit, the spirit of God, what the heck am I talking about? And this might be new for some of you, and I'm not in any way trying to freak you out. Um, I grew up in a charismatic uh, Pentecostal background, and uh, for some of you, that word just means crazy people okay? And that's not what we're here talking about today. What we're going to do is as we follow some of these clips through the movie, we're also going to look in passages of scripture that talk about how God communicates and connects with each person. This is straight from the Bible. and It's not meant to freak you out. In fact, it's good news. It's good news because there is more for you and me in our lives. Now, In the Bible, the book of John, Jesus introduces this spirit to his disciples. We're going to take a look at what he said about it. John chapter 14. If you have a Bible or a smartphone or a tablet, go ahead and open that up to your Bible app and open it to John chapter 14. We're going to be reading three verses, verses 15 through 17. And this is Jesus. This is where he introduces to his disciples, the people who followed him, what he was saying about the spirit. He said, if you love me, obey my commandments. Well, that's nothing new. We've heard that before. And then he says in verse 16, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Verse 17, he is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Now, right here, Jesus is telling and setting the stage to his disciples and also to us millennia later that this thing that we have, This faith in Jesus is more than just a set of beliefs. It is a spiritual-related item, a spiritually-related activity, okay? We are not just raising our hand in church and saying like a teacher, yes, I agree with you or I have the right answer. What we're doing is entering into a relationship with a God who created us and who wants to have a connection with us. And we do that through this pipeline of the Spirit. It's like plugging into an outlet in the wall. That's what Jesus is talking about. Now, you're thinking... Wait a second, Jared, back up. I don't know that I'm comfortable with this, okay? What I would say to you is just stick with me, okay? Just stick with me for the next 20 minutes, and we're going to just kind of walk through some of this, and I promise you, this is good news. No one's telling you, you got to like put on some white Reeboks and drink the Kool-Aid, okay? Nobody's telling you any of that stuff. All we're saying today is listen to what the Word of God says about how you interact with God and what it can do, how it can have an impact on your life. Now, through a series of events, Rey actually ends up on a famous ship called the Millennium Falcon. So when we first saw her, she was sitting in the dirt, in the desert, and the sand, and she was, you know, kind of living this life. Through a series of crazy events, she actually gets off of her planet and ends up on the Millennium Falcon, which is the famous ship from all the Star Wars movies, and meets Han Solo, another famous individual. Now, Han Solo used to be like Rey, skeptical, disillusioned, about anything that he couldn't see with his hands. You, you've heard in the old uh, Star Wars movies, Han Solo would talk about the Force. He would talk about the Jedi, and he called it like mumbo-jumbo. He said, I don't need any of that. That's, I don't know anything about that. But now we see Han Solo in a very different light. Things have changed for him, and he's experienced something he can't explain away. Let's take a look. This map's not complete. It's just a piece ever since luke disappeared people have been looking for him why did he leave he was training a new generation of jedi one boy an apprentice turned against him destroyed it all luke he felt responsible he just walked away from everything do you know what happened to him a lot of rumors stories People that know him best Think he went looking for the first Jedi temple The Jedi were real I used to wonder about that myself Thought it was a bunch of mumbo-jumbo A magical power holding together good and evil The dark side and the light The crazy thing is It's true Force a Jedi, all of it. That was a man who had experienced something. If you watch the earlier movies, you know that he has seen things he couldn't explain. And for some of you in this room today, you're thinking, "What the heck did I sign up for? What did I come to church to hear about this?" But listen, I have I have experienced the presence of God in my life, and I have seen God do things that are not possible with human hands or human senses, okay? So... So I'm trying to tell you that perhaps you're in the room today and you're in a spot where you say, wow, I have been craving something more. I want more from my faith than just going in and out on a Sunday, going to a confessional booth, saying a a certain number of things or serving on a team at church or giving a certain amount of money. Is this really all there is to faith? Because if it is, I'm this close to kind of just packing it up. I'd rather just sleep in on Sundays and go to brunch and then watch football games. Like that's a lot of people. Okay, And what I'm here today to tell you is that I have experienced something like Han Solo did, that there is something more. That God is not just a picture on a wall, but that instead he is real and he is alive and that he has the ability to connect with us through his spirit. And the good news is the Bible tells us that every single person who believes in the name of Jesus, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. That means he's there, but most of us don't even know he exists or that he's around. Now, I am not saying that you're going to be able to move objects with your hands. What I am saying is that the spirit of God has the ability to impact our lives and transform us. And through his power living inside of us has the ability to transform things outside of it. And if you think I'm crazy, let me ask you, why do you bother praying? If you didn't think that God had the ability to do something supernaturally outside of your control, why pray at all? You see what i'm saying so follow me here follow me here i want to look at a, another passage of scripture that dives a little bit deeper into this concept first corinthians chapter 12 verses 1 through 7 paul is talking it's the apostle paul here now teaching christians he says now dear brothers and sisters regarding your question about the special abilities the spirit gives us what the special abilities that the spirit gives us so so already he starts this passage off with like, hey, just so you know, um, the Spirit is there, okay? So it's not like a question, it's clear in the Bible. I don't want you to misunderstand this, he says. You know that when you were still pagans, anyone who was not part of God's family, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Number four, verse four, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. You see, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit for every person. This is not a question. This is this is this is just fact, okay? Like Literally, when you believe in the name of Jesus, the Bible says that his spirit comes alive inside of you. This is the process that every one of us have a connection to our creator because the spirit of God now regenerates our dead soul that has the ability to now reconnect with our creator. And he says, now remember what I said earlier, that God's spirit interacts with us to impact us and also the world around us. So what does that mean? It means that the point of the Holy Spirit is to aid us in our walk With God, And that's our big idea today. If you're taking notes, write this down. The point of the Holy Spirit, you might have heard a whole lot of things. You might have thought the point of the Holy Spirit is to speak in some weird language. You might have thought the the Holy Spirit is to give you some kind of magic knowledge or something. No, no. The point of the Holy Spirit, according to Jesus, is to aid us in our walk with God. That's why he said, I'm going to send you an advocate, a comforter, a counselor, a guide, okay? That's what Jesus said. Now, all throughout the movie Star Wars, what does the Force do? It gives the Jedi their abilities to become the person that they were meant to be. And the same thing is true with the Holy Spirit. As Christians, we are powerless to really make change in our world. We're powerless to, to break sin's hold in our own life, all the struggles that we have, the habits that we have, the addictions that we struggle under, our bad habits, all of it we are powerless to stop them without God's help. Most of us agree with that. We just have never called it the Spirit of God living inside of us. But that's the reality of it. We become the people that God calls us to be as we allow the Holy Spirit to transform us and then begin to transform our situations around us. Now In the movie, Ray discovers that the force is real. So after this moment, she has like this turning point moment where she stops and she realizes everything that I hoped might be true is, but then there's also fear that goes along with it. What does that mean for me? And maybe you're sitting here in the same way feeling like, that. okay, I see that the Bible clearly talks about the spirit of God, but I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with that. But it takes time for her. And throughout the rest of the movie, she actually begins to use the Force. She finds out that she's sensitive to it and begins to experience its power in her life. And I would say the same thing is true of us as Christians, is that the Spirit of God has been around us the entire time. For Ray, while she's been sitting in the desert, the Force has been there. But she didn't know that. And the same thing is true of us. For us to be able to recognize that God is living within us and has the ability to do something in us and impact our lives and the lives of those around us, we have to begin to work with it and try to tap into it. And that's kind of what I want to do today. So let's take a look at how Ray got started. Let's look at the first thing that she did when she realized the force was at work in her. I know you've seen the map. It's in there. And now you'll give it to me. <laughs> Don't be afraid. I feel it too. I'm not giving you anything. We'll see. You will never be as strong as Darth Vader. The scavenger resisted you. Alright, so the first thing that we see from the Holy Spirit and its ability in our lives, and this is incredibly important, is that it gives us the ability to resist evil in our lives. Now, we struggle every day. Every one of us have different struggles. Every one of us faces different things from our life, from our past, even in our present. We, we have things that hold us back from becoming the people that we know we're supposed to be. Some of us struggle with, with addictions to drugs or to alcohol. Others have bad habits with the way that they treat people or uh, cutting corners. Some of us um, just have problems with, with eating too much. There's all sorts of things that, that hold us back from becoming the person that we are supposed to be. And here's the deal, is that we don't have the ability to become the people that we should be, to be able to say no to those types of things. How many times have you tried to to, to, to stop doing the thing that you know hurts you and other people? How many times have you tried to to do that? Maybe if it's even as bad as you've gone to rehab or you've done different things and you find yourself going into the same patterns over and over again. How many times have you struggled with anger? How many times? All of these things, okay? But here's the deal. And this is what I love about this. In Romans chapter 8, this is what it says in verse 12. It says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. The Holy Spirit says to you, you are no longer held captive to the things of your old life. That is God's word right there. You are no longer held captive to your addictions, to your habits, to your unhealthy patterns. Instead, you have the ability to say no to those things. When I didn't tap into the Holy Spirit in my life, when I just wanted to stop doing things that I knew I shouldn't do, I had no power to do it. I found myself completely overwhelmed with the emotion and the desire to do whatever it might be. Maybe somebody in the room knows what I'm talking about. This feeling of, I don't want to do this. And when you're done, whatever it is, you go, why did I do that? And you bathe yourself in shame and embarrassment and frustration because you feel like over and over and over again, you don't have the power to fix it. But I will tell you from my own experience and for those people in this room who have understood that when you allow the spirit of God to transform you, when you tap into the presence of God in your life and you ask him for help, he gives you the ability to say no and you become a stronger individual. It's wonderful what happens. Verse 1 in that chapter says there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The Bible makes it so clear that for those who know Jesus, there is no more guilt. There's no more shame. There is nothing holding you back. The chains that have on you are broken off of you in the name of Jesus Christ. You are free from those things. And if you're wearing them, it's because you're choosing to wear that instead of the freedom that God has given you. That's a hard word, but it's true. The Word of God talks about freedom. We have the ability to resist the enemy's works, to resist evil in our lives because of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. It's wonderful. But now, after Ray uses the force to resist the attack of Kylo Ren on her brain, she then learns that she could also affect her surroundings. Let's take a look at what that might look like. You will remove these restraints and leave this cell with the door open. What did you say? You will remove these restraints and leave this cell with the door open. I'll tighten those restraints. Scavenger's scum. Remove these restraints and leave this cell with the door open. I will remove these restraints and leave the cell with the door open. And you'll drop your weapon? And I'll drop my weapon. Now, wouldn't it be wonderful? if we could have the Jedi mind trick available to us as Christians. And that's not the case, but I will tell you this, is that because of the Holy Spirit in our life, he does give us the power to affect our surroundings. How? How does that happen? It's called praying in the Spirit, okay? These are terms that like, probably sound weird to you, and I understand that, but listen, I'm just trying to explain to you what I know to be true and I've experienced in my life. This is what Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 28 says. It says, in the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. We're going to continue here in a second. There are things in your life that you don't know what to do about them, situations that are so difficult, so frustrating that there is no way for you personally, physically to do anything. You can't work hard enough to make the situation change. You can't, you can't be nicer to a person or to a boss. You don't have enough money. You couldn't get enough of a second job to take care of your finances. There are some things in our world that are just impossible to fix on our own. And we can only affect those things in our surroundings by allowing the Spirit of God to do the work for us. What does that mean? So verse 27, and the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. So when we pray in the Spirit, we're, God, I don't know what to do. I'm allowing your Spirit to work on behalf of my circumstances. And He says, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know, this is the awesome part, that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So what is praying in the spirit? What we're doing is we're connecting with the spirit of God that lives inside of us. And we're saying, God, I can't fix this thing, but I believe that you can. Okay. It's not just saying, God, help my mom, help my sister, help me pay my bills. No, like this is allowing under the the depth of your soul, this is bearing your soul to God and saying, I am crying out for you to do what only you can do. This situation needs your help. And so when we do that, the ability of God, who is supernatural, has the ability to transform our circumstances. I cannot tell you how many times in my life I have prayed to God to help my financial circumstances or to, to fix the situation. And by no means of any human being, things begin to change. Now, obviously, we're watching a movie, and it seems like it's so tangible. This woman speaks to a guard, and he does what he wants her to do. We're not talking mind control, but what we are talking about is that the Spirit of God, who has the ability to transform situations, has the ability to create mountains and oceans and seas and weather patterns and all of these things, has the same ability in our lives to be able to work his will in our marriages, in our financial situations, in our job situations, So when we pray in the spirit, it's not just driving to work, like I said, and checking off a list. No, it's taking time to get on our knees in a private place before God, bearing our soul to him, allowing our spirit to connect with his spirit and saying, God, I don't know how anything can happen, but I know that you can. That's what praying in the spirit does. It's really about connecting with God through the spirit and asking him to do what only he can do. Now, the Holy Spirit is also called the spirit of Christ. And what that means is that the spirit of Jesus is living with inside of us. And when there are situations in our lives, we have the authority to speak the name of Jesus over those circumstances. Again, this is not magic. This is not like Harry Potter waving a wand. But what we are doing is we're saying, I am a servant of the one who has the authority over everything. So I speak in the name of Jesus that this situation will be mended according to his will. You understand the authority and the power of that? If you're a police officer and you walk into somewhere, they'll have to listen to you because of the authority that's been given to you. The same is true as of of us as believers, is that the name of Jesus Christ, all things bow under him. So when we speak his name into the authority of his name, the authority of his name into our circumstances when we pray, there's power there and he begins to work in those situations. It's incredible. And when we do that, the same spirit that begins to work inside of us will now work in that situation and impact it according to god's will. so the impact of the holy spirit, the first thing that it does is it, it gives us the ability to resist temptation, to say no to the things that would help would keep us from being close to god. the second thing as it does is it gives us the power to affect our situations around us. but the third thing that we see from ray is that there are times and i realize guys that this is like what the heck is jared talking about today? is that there will be times where we actually have to fight a battle. And so I want you to see how Ray has grown in this this movie and how she has become an individual who has allowed the force to be able to empower her to become the person she's supposed to be. But the same is true for us. Let's take a look. That obviously is rather dramatic. It gave me a nice excuse to show a lightsaber battle in church. But here's the deal. There are th- times in our lives where things are happening and we don't understand what's going on. And this is a moment where I think you're gonna have to just make the leap, okay? Because I think we live in a society, we live in a culture that wants to, to, to take us away from believing things that we can't understand rationally in our mind. But this is what God's word says in Ephesians chapter 6. It's not on the screen. It says, We are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly realms. We love to go to movie theaters and watch movies on Halloween about demons possessing people's houses, right? We, we enjoy talking about haunted houses. People do Ouija boards. People do all sorts of stuff. Is it really that much of a stretch to believe that there is something beyond us that we can see? The Bible makes it abundantly clear that we live in a world that is tangible, but around us is a supernatural world, a spirit realm. And it makes it clear that there's not just one, that God is the ruler of all of them, but there, there are enemies out there that are seeking to destroy you and me. And there are times in our lives, I've seen it in my own family and I've seen it in others, there are times in your life where you will be faced with a situation where it feels as though you are being attacked by something that wants to destroy you, that's something that wants to take you away from God. This is what the Bible talks about with these spirits of the dark realm. And these are all different words. But the point is is that we have an enemy that wants to separate us from Jesus. The Bible says that he's a thief, that he comes to steal, to kill and destroy. I mean, this is all in the Bible. And if you choose not to believe it, that's fine. But what I'm saying is is that I, I listen to God's word. And when I see things happening in my family that don't necessarily have to do with a choice or a consequence, there are times when we are all sick at the same time. It's coincidentally at the same time when we're about to start a big initiative at our church. And some might say that's a coincidence, but I have learned enough in my life that there are no coincidences that often. And the reality is that this is what's called spiritual warfare. Now some of you are going to go, oh my gosh, this guy's talking about lightsabers and, and stuff at church. But I am here to tell you that the Spirit of God gives us the tools to be able to fight for our families to be able to say no to the enemy, to impact our surroundings. And when there are times when things are happening in your life that are beyond your ability to do anything, he gives us tools to be able to fight and have victory over that enemy in our lives. And did you notice that Ray, did you notice that Ray, she became, as soon as she realized that she was dealing with the force, he told her, you need a teacher. What did she do? She silenced herself. And what happened? She went on the offensive. We are Christians with the spirit of the living God inside of us. We do not have to be timid. When you see a situation in your life that you can't control, you speak the name of Jesus into that thing. Here, check this out. Second Corinthians 10 says, We are human but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We are not able to fight anything in our own strength, and Ray would have lost that battle had she not tapped into the force. The same is true for us. We can go through our lives, everyday life, and be a victim to the situations that come up against us. But when we pray in the Spirit, in the name of Jesus, when we tap into the Holy Spirit that already lives inside of us, whether you're aware of it or not— we then can go on the offensive and actually push those things out of our lives. When you know there are family members in your life who are, who are going down destructive paths, you can speak life into them, whether personally or in a private space. You are not a victim when you know Jesus. You have strength and authority of the Holy Spirit to make a difference in the world around you. I'm going to South Asia in less than a month because I've raised the money I need from a missions trip. And you know what? We're going there to a people who are held in bondage under false religions, people who are stuck in all sorts of false uh, like habits and, and rituals. And I'm going there, and I'm going to preach the name of Jesus to them. And the name of Jesus is light. It releases people from bondage. The Bible actually says he came to set the prisoners free, to release the captives. All of that is possible not because of some guy from another country who spoke a nice word. It's possible because he takes my words and he laces them with the power of his Holy Spirit. Do you understand the significance of what this means for our lives? That we are not passengers on a car, on a runaway train car, that we are just going to end up wherever we are. No, God gives us his spirit to live within us to transform the circumstances around us. We have to rely on the spirit within us to fight for us. And the Bible talks about the sword of the Spirit. So if you want, you know, the lightsaber, the best thing we're going to get in the lightsaber is God's Word. You have to know God's Word. You pray the truths of God's Word against the temptations in your mind. There will be times when you're going to, you know, you're going to hear lies of the enemy. He's going to try to bring up your past. He's going to try and tell you who he thinks that you are, remind you who you used to be. The reality is that you are not that person anymore under the name of Jesus. You have to speak God's word. I am a new creation. That's from the Bible. I am more than a conqueror. That's from the Bible. You read God's word and you use it as a weapon against the enemy. He has given us the tools to defeat the enemy. Now hearing about the Holy Spirit might be new to you. But I challenge you to consider its place in your life. The relationship that we have with God that Jesus made possible is not merely a set of beliefs or even a lifestyle, but it is a spiritual connection between us and God. The Holy Spirit is an advocate, it says. It's a friend, a comforter, a counselor, an ally. God has given us the ability to walk with him. Would you stand with me and pray? What do I do with all of this as we close today? What is it that I can actually do with this information. I mean, okay, so maybe some of you are like, all right, I believe what you said, it's in God's word, but I still have no idea what I should do with this information. Here's the first thing I would say to you as we close, is that you need to welcome the Holy Spirit in your life. Give him space to work. I'm not saying that you need to like open yourself up to weird stuff or like that somehow when you say, okay, Holy Spirit, I recognize that you're in my life. And you do that, that all of a sudden, like things are going to be crazy and weird for you. What I'm saying to you is that that is God's nature in this world. He is a spirit. So you have to welcome his ability to interact with you. So let's just close our eyes. And for those of you who feel comfortable with that, would you just say that under your breath or out loud or in your heart and just say, God, I welcome you, Holy Spirit change, change me. Just help me to see how you work in my life. Let me feel your presence and let me allow you to interact with me in my circumstances. I would encourage you to also do what I said about praying in the spirit. Now, this is something that's like, I don't know if I know how to do that. But it begins from a space of sometimes we just come to God with a laundry list of stuff. But I think that praying in the spirit oftentimes is silencing ourselves. Did you notice that's what Ray did when she realized that? She stopped and she allowed it to interact with her. When we get alone with God, everybody just close your eyes. When you get alone with God in a private space, you turn off the music or or you turn off whatever it is, all the things, you silence those things and you create a space for you to meet God. What happens is is that we allow our spirit to connect with his. And, And in that space, It's not our mind so much talking to Jesus. It's now the very essence of our being that is connecting with him and aligning with him. That is praying in the spirit. And in that place, something happens. I can't explain it. Something happens. He begins to transform our hearts, but he also begins to work in the spaces of our lives that matter the most. Pray in the spirit. Take time to get alone with God. And finally, I would say ask questions and begin conversations. If this is completely new to you or maybe you're not even sure you agree, you think this is weird and crazy, that's okay. I preach with conviction of my heart and what I understand from God's word, but I recognize that not everybody reads the same way and hears the same way. I'd love to talk to you about it. There is a whole other world out there for us. Let's ask questions, begin conversations with each other. Life groups are a perfect place for that. They begin this week. You'll be able to talk about these things. Let me close in prayer, and I encourage you to go out and sign up for a life group. Grab some cookies. It's a lot of good stuff out in the lobby today. God, I know that this message is one that is close to your heart because it speaks to the very nature of who you are and how you exist and how you interact with us. This may have been new to some people, it's a difficult thing, some challenging things inside of it. God, I pray you would open our hearts to hear from you even now as we walk out of this place. Would you continue to speak to us? Would we feel your spirit calling to us? Let us live with your authority, live in your power. Let us take time to meet with you. Each week, take time to meet with you personally and privately. Transform us, make us new in Jesus' name. Amen.